Welcome to the Hire Yourself Podcast. If you're ready to take control of your destiny, build wealth, and live life on your own terms, this is the place for you. Each week, Nat and I will talk about business, franchising, and personal growth to help make you more successful. Good morning, Nat. Good morning, Pete. Man, I am pumped up today. What, what did you just get a workout done? What's going on? Oh, well, yeah, that would have been inspirational. But no, I uh, I get the opportunity to see all my kids this weekend. Holy cow. Yeah. And that, that's very unusual. They, they go to college. And so very few times in the year do we all get together. So I am super pumped up about getting everybody together and, and we play games like we play sorry uh, and it's it's vicious. Sorry. You know, that's a kid's game. And, right. but, but it's, it's all out when we play. I mean, it is vindictive. I mean, sending people back to home, all that kind of stuff. So we get together, <laughs> we play games, we eat all that kind of stuff. So uh, I'll probably gain a few pounds this weekend, have some great laughs, but you know, I'm just, I'm pumped up about this. Are you going to be uh, going to the car wash like five or six times? Oh uh, yeah. Well, I got to take the fleet of cars in, right? So <laughs> everybody's got their cars and they don't really keep them clean. So I'll, I'll probably do sneak out and do that too you know it's my chance to clean the cars when they bring them home so you know i as i think about my family when i was a corporate executive i was gone all the time i was gone five six days a week and we moved all the time you know i made the commitment when they were younger to to leave the corporate world and invest in a business and i gotta tell you that i almost didn't do it i i it came down to is that I almost decided just to stay in the corporate world and and not take the path. And I think if I would have done that, if I would have stayed in the corporate world, I wouldn't have that great relationship with my kids, my wife, or or even my community. And so I thought today what we talk about is the the reasons why people don't invest in a business, right? Because you can you can kind of there's a whole bunch of different reasons why people just are are not willing to invest in a business or invest in themselves. Does that sound like a good topic today? It does. Weren't you telling me a little while back, like because you haven't moved in so long because you've had your own business that you're like having to actually do home maintenance. You're not used to doing like repairing roofs oh, yeah. and yeah. air conditioners. and <laughs> Up until owning my own business, we never lived in a house more than four years. Yeah, I never had experience of uh, replacing the HVAC system or replacing the roof and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) And I don't know if I like that part, but but I but it is, uh, I guess, a benefit associated with uh, having to be living in one place for a long time. So, yeah, not to get not to get sidetracked, but the uh, that kind of makes me remember or think about like uh, cars, Um, because when you have like I have one car that's a 2011. And so I feel like I'm always doing maintenance on it. And then I have another card that's a little bit newer. I'm like, this is kind of nice. You know, it's like I haven't had to replace the tires. I haven't even had to replace the windshield wipers. Yeah. <laughs> you you pay either way, right? But you it is pay a, either way. It it's is a, a nice feeling. All right. Yeah. So why don't we do? Why don't we talk about the 10 reasons, top reasons why people don't invest in a business or we'll even say a franchise business. Okay. So number one is fear fear. And that stops so many people from investing in a business. 
I agree. Is this kind of like a Letterman thing where we're doing the top 10 or? <laughs> <laughs> well, we always have to have a plan now. We always have to have a plan. All right. Okay. So when we talk about fear, right. And I think back to my story. So I was a corporate executive. I was traveling all the time and I literally got to the point where I was just never home. And my wife wasn't happy because she was raising our young kids on her own. I wasn't at my kids events. And when I was home, I was tired. It, it was, it was just terrible. So I decided one day that I was going to quit the corporate world, just flat out quit my, my high paying corporate job and take back my life. Right. And I decided that I was going to go through the process and I found a business. I found it specifically, have you ever heard of one eight hundred got junk? Oh yeah. The yeah. It wasn't Canadian that one. Canadian company, right? Yeah. It wasn't that it was junk King. Junk King oh, okay. was a junk rule franchise. And I decided that I was going to invest in that franchise and I was going to buy the rights to three States. Wow. But you know, I had to write a big check, right. For that. And I'm sitting there worrying about, I got to write this big check. And what if it doesn't work? Right. Right. And so I call my mentor, uh, his name is Wes. He's been my mentor for a very long time. And I, and I call him, I say, Wes, you know, I'm about ready to write this big check for this franchise. What if it doesn't work? <laughs> and, it, 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 you know, what if I fail? I, I'm going to lose all that money. And yeah. he, he said, Pete, were you successful in college? I said, yeah, I was successful in college. He goes, were you successful as a corporate executive? I said, yeah, I ran a very large organization for Ford. I ran a big organization for Terex. Yeah, I was successful. He goes, well, what would make you think you wouldn't be successful owning a small franchise business? And I thought, holy cow, right? Yeah. And, but but I almost had so much fear, I didn't write that check. And if I wouldn't have wrote that check, I would not be living the life that I do today, where I don't have a boss, I don't have to move all the time, I don't have crazy pressure. It's all on me and stuff like that. And I see that fear, and you know, fear is false evidence appearing real. So many people get stopped by fear when it look they're looking to invest in a business. Yeah. I mean, I think you can think of it kind of like that first time you you dove off the high 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 board or whatever. Um, I mean, I, I remember kind of like looking down at the water and being like, I don't want to do this, right? And yeah. then it ends up being like the best thing and you kind of get used to it after a while and you know, can't get enough of it. My dad was the kind of guy that would have been up on the diving board with me and would have just shove me off. <laughs> sink, sink or, sw sink right. or swim, Pete. Yeah, no time to think about fear. You're going uh, from a standpoint. All right. Yeah. The second one, lack of capital. They just don't have the resources or know where to get the resources to fund a business. I don't think I've ever told you this story regarding lack of capital for me. When I bought my first franchise, I had paid off. I had a, um, I, don't, I don't know what year it would have been, maybe a 2000 Volkswagen Jetta. And uh, I had paid that off because I was like, I don't want to be in debt, right? And how I got my franchise fee was I drove the drove that Jetta to the U.S. bank in my town. And I still remember sitting across from the, the personal banker or whatever. And I'm like, I need to get a car loan on my car. <laughs> so <laughs> I literally went to the bank, got a car loan and used that money to pay my franchise fee. Yeah. Yeah. And when we think about investing in a business, you got to have enough capital for sure. Excuse me. And the deal is, is that it can you can get it in many different ways. And we work with people to, to 
kind of tell them. But at the end of the day, you need in today's world uh, kind of a minimum of we'll call it seventy five to one hundred thousand dollars liquid capital to invest in a in a service based or or facility based franchise concept, right? You you have to have so much liquid capital or money that's non borrowed. Uh, you can certainly get loans and stuff like that, but you have to have so much capital uh, because you don't want to go into a business undercapitalized. I mean, you were lucky. You you went into it. You didn't have a lot of capital. That's that's well, a really was, tough way to do it. Yeah, and I was in my twenties, you know, and the, and with a service based business, I was able to bootstrap a lot of it. So kind of like you know, but yeah, those are the those are the good old days. Everything's a lot more expensive now. Yeah. And again, you don't want to be undercapitalized. So there are plenty of resources, SBA loans, you can use equity in your house. In your case, you can drive your car to the bank and get a loan on it. But there are lots of capital available, but you still have to have some uh, from a standpoint. But but some people just don't have it. And what I always tell people is you don't want to take your whole worth or all your all your all your, I guess, assets and put them into a business. That just doesn't make sense. Yeah. All your eggs in one basket. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah, absolutely. You know, the the third one is that a lot of people, they've never been exposed to kind of that entrepreneur lifestyle. I mean, you and I were fortunate. We got raised by entrepreneurs. Yeah. The cool thing about that is entrepreneurs only work half days, right? <laughs> 12 uh, hours a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad was always working, and I know your dad was too, uh, from a standpoint. But you know, we we kind of live that, right? You worked in your dad's business. I did uh, some stuff with with my dad, and we were kind of exposed to that. And do you remember? At least for us, we had good times with the business, and we had oh, yeah. tough times, right? Yep. And sometimes when business was tough, we just didn't have things, right? It yeah. was just that was. That was it. But the yeah. nice thing about being an entrepreneur is that, you know, you're kind of building your own business uh, from that standpoint and, and you're in control. So even though it may be tough, you're going through good times or bad times, you're you're, you're kind of in control. But uh, but some people just aren't given that opportunity to be raised in an entrepreneur family. So it's they just don't know how cool it can be to be uh, have an entrepreneur family. And I know you've used your business to teach your kids about being entrepreneurs as I've taught my kids, although they're not involved in the business, I've taught them about being an entrepreneur or exposed them so that they have those skills going forward. Yeah. I think that's, um, I was just was thinking about that as you were talking, like if, if your family has always been corporate or always been teachers or, you know, this or that, um, a franchise really is a good way to give your kids some exposure to business ownership, um, in a very structured way. Um, so yeah, I think that that's a great, that's a great way to just kind of expose them to new things. Kind of like, you know, my kids, you know, when they were young, they did Taekwondo and they did, uh, they did lacrosse and they did, uh, football, you know, it's like you get to expose them a lot of things and then yeah. maybe, it, maybe they really love it. Well, I think it's, it's important in today's world where we have a gig economy that yeah. although we're, our kids will go to college you know, at some point in time, they're going to have to create their own opportunities. And if we can give them some of those uh, exposure to that, uh, I think that's that's huge. That uh, gives them an advantage, I think, going forward in this gig economy. All right. How about number, I think this would be number four, is some people are just concerned, you know, it's stressful owning a business. Right. Yes, it the is. The buck stops here. It's stressful, right? But it's a good stress. I mean, right. there's stress when you got a boss that's beating the crap out of you because you're not on your numbers <laughs> and that kind of stuff. But there is also good stress, uh, you know, kind of being in that environment where you got to get something done that, you know, you're going to, you're always going to have stress, but it might as well be on your terms. 
Well, it's kind of like what your mentor was, I think, trying to pull out of you, right? It's like, hey, Pete, have you been successful before? And the answer is yes. And when you have your own business, you're going to be successful, but you have, it's a different um, stress. You don't have to stress about the politics. You don't have to stress about, you know, you know, I might get fired or they might downsize or consolidate or, or whatever. I might get relocated. Um, but you have different stress, but that stress, you know, I think that's how humans are kind of, you know, you use the stress to to build your business, to yeah. motivate you. Right. Absolutely. No, I think that's right. All right. Another one is sometimes people just enjoy what they're doing, right? They, they, they have no need to go invest in a business because they enjoy what they're doing. Like, for example, if I'm a fireman, I love being a fireman. I, I, I that's what I want to do. That's my passion. That's my desire. And I, I just, I, I'm gonna. I want to continue to be a fireman, and I can't create a fireman business, right? So, uh, <laughs> bottom line is, I'm just gonna continue to do that, right? They just they love what they do. So, in that scenario, what is what is your thought? Do you think in that case it it's probably best just to keep on? Like, if you actually found something that you love to do and you could get paid to do it, and you're making right. enough money, like that seems like a good reason to kind of just keep on doing what you're doing. Yeah, you're doing. right. So they they don't invest in a business because they're they're happy uh, yeah. and there's nothing to matter with being happy and if you're doing something you really enjoy yeah there's no sense more uh, power in, to you right yeah absolutely right i think that's that's <laughs> double, uh, that's double a good down thing. on that <laughs> yeah yeah um the next one i think really hits home is some people just aren't ready to sacrifice the i'll call it the the time or the oh. lifestyle changes that it takes to become a business owner yeah the blood sweat and tears yeah, right. I mean, it takes time to do that. And, and from that standpoint, it's you just you're going to have to work hard at it. But it's also like when we started our business, we had to kind of cut back on a few things. When I left the corporate world at high pay, you totally. know, right, we had to cut back on certain things like vacations. Uh, and, and those were, to me, short term sacrifices for a long term gain. Totally. Yeah, I think that's um and, it, you know, it's actually really good for your kids or your family to see you doing that, too. It's like, you know, sometimes maybe you downsize your house or downsize your car or, you know, just different strategies to kind of um, keep keep more of your money um, and then invest that time and money into your new business, which, you know, can help you for you know many years and decades to come. Yeah. Well, and I think we, you know, there are certain things that our kids wanted when we were starting the business and we just we couldn't do that for them. You right. know, we couldn't, we just, we couldn't, uh, afford it. And now that we've had the business, our, our kids get almost anything they want within reason. <laughs> right. Uh, but, hey, but did I think you get I, the new, uh, did you get the I, iPhone 14 pros? Yet? I, I have not, and we have not upgraded. <laughs> well, well, I, well, I take that back. So two of my kids are running around with 14s. I have not upgraded myself. So I, I, I go to the point uh, <laughs> that maybe that we don't have to sacrifice now because we sacrificed earlier. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, no, I was no. just, I was just teasing you because you can basically get those, those phones for free now. It's yeah. just a matter of getting to the store and doing it. Right. Are you saying all customers get the same deal existing and new customers? I am. <laughs> yeah, there's right. like some big push for the, uh, the new iPhone 14. Right? Yeah, well, I guess right. It's it's a, uh, uh, I guess uh, huge changes uh, from my standpoint for, for sure. All right, all right. How about the next one? As we as we talk about this, is that sometimes uh, people are afraid to work hard, right? They they know investing in a business is going to be a heck of a lot of hard work. Yeah. 
Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know about that one. I guess the way you and I, <laughs> the way you and I were raised, it's like the, I don't know. Not working hard wasn't necessarily an option. <laughs> so it was right. like you can work hard for someone else, or you can work hard for yourself. And then kind of going back to that, like, hey, if you you found a job you really like or you really enjoy, or or if you don't have to work hard and you're you're heavily compensated, I mean, maybe it's just time to ride ride that gravy train for a while, right? Well, for me, I'm going to work hard whether I have a job or I have my own business, right? I've yep. just, that's, I'm wired that way. And I think life is about working hard. I, I, you know, I just don't think you get things easy. That's, you have to, you have to earn it. You have to work hard, uh, in my opinion. And so it's different though, when you have your business, you're working hard for yourself. You're building something for yourself opposed to building something for your employer or, you know, that kind of stuff. And th- it's a different, to me, it's a different type of, of hard work. Yeah, you're like actually creating something for yourself and your family and your, and your legacy, um, and you're building an asset. So it's almost like you're, you know, if you think about building a business, it's almost, it's literally, you know, somewhat similar to building a house. Like once you're done putting in the work, boom, you've got an asset there that you, you know, is yours. Yeah, yeah. And if again, if you're working hard on that job, well, they can let you go anytime or you've built something. And, you know, I, I think of the story the the guy who worked for a large corporation and they had him started like a division or a company within the large corporation. And he worked 10 years. He labored. He built this business. <laughs> right. And it was making tens of or hundreds of millions of dollars for the large corporation. And then they decided to, after 10 years, to move him to a new job within the uh, different company. Right? Of course, yeah. <laughs> of course, and he didn't get any of that benefit. And so, heck, uh, if you're going to be working hard, it might as well be for you, for sure. Okay, next one. Sometimes people have a fear of selling or business development, having to do sales. Yeah, that's a tough one to me a little bit because you know, with friend, I always say like nothing happens till somebody sells something. So I think when you own your own business, you either have to be willing to you know, gut it up and go do the sales or else hire a salesperson. Um, as you know, my background's in senior care. And when you start a senior care business, we call it a run for mayor type of business. So you're literally out like shaking hands and kissing babies like all the time, just trying to build your network and 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 all that. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, there's different ways. To, the nice thing about franchising is that you can interview a lot of franchise owners before you buy a franchise. And you can see like, okay, am I like, these other owners that have been successful or have they hired salespeople or, or how do you, how do you uh, figure this yeah. out? I think with today's marketing though, there's less door to door sales from that standpoint. Oh, right. Yeah. So, right. And so what I tell people is that, you know, it's in most cases, it's not door to door sales and you, certainly you could find a franchise that's door to door sales, but, but a lot of them now are driven by digital marketing and all this stuff where the customers are coming to you, whether they walk through the door of your facility or they call you and say, would you please come to our house? Cause we got a problem, right? We, we need new carpet or whatever it may be. So a lot of times what I ask people is, Hey, listen, are you willing to to tell somebody how you can help them. If they have a problem, could you just simply tell them how you can help them at some point? And so it's problems. Yeah. It's solving problems. So it's not, you're not doing door to door sales, but if you believe in what you, what you're selling or your product or service, and you can tell people how you can help them, that's a whole different gig than knocking on doors. And and, and I've done my fair share of (laughs) knocking on doors. So I, I know that's just really tough. But but not all businesses, it's not like that. And and if if it does require somebody that is out there getting in, in the sales, is you can always hire salespeople. Yeah. 
Well, and even as franchise consultants, a lot of what, you know, we kind of actually categorize franchises based on the level of selling it involves. So, you know, some people might think it's, you know, one thing, but it might actually be another thing. So we can kind of help help people navigate those waters and and match them up with something that matches with their personality. And to your point, as you get in and you start evaluating a business, you can talk to owners and find out what the sales process is and how would that, how would you feel with that? So yeah, uh, many different things. Okay. Next one. And you'll love this next reason why people don't invest in a business. <laughs> they believe a job is income security. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. I think you're, are you re- referring to how I always say jobs more like renting your income versus. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Cause a job yeah. is like renting your income. Cause someday they're going to say, we don't need you anymore. Nat you've done what we needed you to do and we don't want you anymore and go away. Yeah. I mean, you hear those stories about guys walking to their cars with a banker box. It's like terrible. So I just heard of my old company Ford, they just laid off a bunch of people and they're, they're literally, I heard stories from some Ford employees where people showed up to work and their little, um, badge to get them in the door was shut off. Oh, what do you, you, what, I mean, what do you do in that scenario? You know, right. I think you, I think you go to the bar. I don't know what you do. Well, I mean, it just and you, you let's say you worked for the company for 20 years. You gave them 20 years of your life. You moved around the country. You spent, you know, long days, nights, traveled, all this kind of stuff. And you go show up one day to work and your key card goes, it doesn't work. And you're done. <laughs> right. That's called renting your income. Oh, man. I right? wonder if they let them go at least get their, they, they must let them go get their stuff, right? No, I don't think so. I think they put it in a box and, and you come pick up your box. I don't think you get a chance to go back to your, your desk. Uh, from oh standpoint. man. It's brutal uh, from a standpoint. It, and so when you own your own business, nobody's laying you off. Nobody's turning <laughs> off your key card, right? Yeah. You might need to fire yourself once. In a while, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a whole nother story, but right. I think the idea is that you could be the last person standing. If, if you had to be uh, from a standpoint, you're in control of your income. Yeah. All right. Last one. Some people just want to basically sur- uh, survive versus thrive. They're just kind of comfortable with, I'm, um, you know, checking the box every day, going to work. To, there's no really inspiration to to become something more. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to figure anything new out. Like you kind of have your root, routine or, or whatever. And then it's kind of like that. Uh, what's that famous Ferris Bueller saying? Like sometimes, you know, if you don't look around, life passes you by or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just watched that movie the other day. That's a great movie, yeah. <laughs> by the way. But it's right. I mean, you just you you become comfortable and you got to kind of step out there when you're going to be a, an entrepreneur from a standpoint. And some people, they're just they get in that comfort zone. They're not going to do anything and or there's just no desire. So, yeah, well, I totally agree. I think sometimes it's good to break up the routine. I mean, hey, if someone's listening to this and they don't want to invest, you know, they're like, oh, I'm exactly that kind of guy that's in my comfort zone. I mean, I would say, hey, go, you know, go join a new gym or, you know, just start to do some do some things, get outside your comfort zone and, and, you know, have some fun. I know all of us kind of got in a rut these last three years, perhaps. Um, I personally just joined a new gym and I'm having tons of fun doing that. Makes me want to do more, more new things. And Hey, maybe, uh, you know, if you're like me, maybe then you end up, you know, investing in some more businesses and seeing where, where uh, life's journey takes you. 
Yeah, I think status quo doesn't work in today's world. I mean, the no. world is changing so much, and status quo, if, you, if you're just comfortable with that. You're uh, living or life, dying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> life's going to pass you by from that standpoint. All right, All right Nat. Well, I got to go uh, get ready for the onslaught of my kids uh, from that standpoint. So it has been a great uh, conversation today. And uh, those are the 10 reasons why people don't invest in businesses. Thanks for listening to the Hire Yourself podcast. For more resources, check out our website at hireyourself.com. And remember to subscribe to this podcast to receive each episode. Please leave us a rating and we'd love to hear your feedback or suggestions for topics.